Okay, so hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Vogue Global. This is where we connect with global first entrepreneurs and remote work experts from all around the world. Um, and our guest today is Vivian Wang, uh, founder and CEO at Lendit. Uh, Vivian, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So Vivian, before we start, could you please briefly introduce yourself and maybe tell us about the, the, the journey that led you to where you are now? Sure. So um, a little bit about me and kind of how I got to where we are with Landed. So my parents immigrated to the U.S. from China, and their first two jobs were being a dishwasher and a waitress at a local Chinese restaurant. And that was kind of where I first got exposed to this whole hospitality world. It's a crazy world. There's a lot going on in it. And it's one of those 24-7 industries that supports really everybody. Everybody eats at restaurants. Everybody goes to grocery stores. Everybody experiences um, and engages with the hourly worker. So ultimately, you know, what we're building at Landed is a livelihood platform for these hourly workers. We want to help support them from a job perspective, from their finances to their education. And uh, that's what we're really focused on. We've helped hundreds of thousands of people get jobs, which is amazing um, since we launched only a few years ago. And uh, on the flip side, we've worked with, uh, you know, hundreds of restaurants across the U.S. helping them hire for hourly workers. I think everybody's heard about the labor shortages that have been happening in the past couple of years. Uh, in truth, sure, that's kind of happening. But ultimately, there's a lot of work to be done in thinking about bringing on the best talent to the hourly world and to the restaurants and hospitality groups that we work with. So um it's been a really great ride and uh, we're only just getting started. There's a lot of work to be done still. And, and uh, can you talk more about your company? Could you provide us maybe this quick overview of how Lendit works? How, how do job seekers and hiring managers utilize uh, the, the platform to find the right match? Yeah, so we cover uh, for our employers that we work with. So we work, we work with brands like Chick-fil-A, like Panera, Cava, Tim Hortons, uh, Jose Andres Group. So we really run the whole gamut from quick serve all the way to full serve hospitality. Um, and what we do is we cover the sourcing, the vetting, the engaging, and the interview setup for these, for these roles. So we help do with it what we call within four wall hiring. So team members up to managers. And we find them and we leverage our generative AI and our human team to vet the candidates on custom vetting criteria based on the employer's need-to-haves, their nice-to-haves. And we do all the pre-screening of our text message um, with candidates before they reach managers for interviews. I mean, manage, general managers in a restaurant hospitality setting are super, super uh, stretched thin. I mean, after COVID, you know, now they have, not only are they managing the guest experience, but the 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 product that they're serving guests, so the food, the beverages. They also have new hygiene practices. And then on the side, they have to be a full-time recruiter because the restaurant industry sees about 150% average turnover in their staff a year. So think about hiring 1.5x your entire staff every single year. Um, it's really, uh, it's, it's a super fast-paced industry. So um, we just make sure that they have reliability when it comes to staffing their restaurants and their stores so that they can, you know, stay open. They don't have to cut hours. They're able to service their guests. 
And uh, as far as I know, right now you have around 100k blue car workers, right? And like you mentioned, you're also partnering with top employers like Kawa, and you have become like a trusted partner in this industry. So, what 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 factors have contributed to your success in building these partnerships with those top brands, and how does Lended differentiate itself from from other players in this field? Can you talk about sure. that? So we actually have nearly a million um, hourly workers on our platform now. So it's we've been growing super fast. Uh, but the way that we think about like being a strategic partner to our to the brands is that ultimately, uh, I think the COVID like really turned the entire hospitality industry on its head because now um, hospitality companies are thinking through, okay, how do I become a preferred employer? Amid a structural shift in the worker, 70% of hourly workers are now Gen Z. So if 70% of them are Gen Z, you have to kind of meet them on the platforms where they really are. So when we think about um, partnering strategically with our brands, we think about you know, what are they doing right now to become a preferred employer so that they're competitive in today's job market where, you know, any hourly candidate could work at DoorDash, they could do a gig economy job, they could go work in warehousing, they could go, you know, take a remote job in customer support. There are a lot of different places for them to go. Why do they decide to come to work at our clients and our partners' um, stores? So we think a lot about how do you position yourself as a preferred employer? Um, it, it go And we measure that from like the entire candidate life cycle. So from the moment someone applies for your job to the moment they end up leaving the job or, you know, when they stay, um, what does that actually look like from their experience? And I think a lot of technology companies, for example, like we think a lot about like candidate, our employee happiness our employee MPS, things like that. Those types of concepts are starting to enter into our clients' world and we're there to kind of help guide them amid all the different changes that are happening uh, to their industry. You know, cloud kitchens are popping up, drive-throughs are becoming more important. Chipotle is even introducing drive-throughs, which is new. Uh, We have robot pizza makers, robot, you know, restaurant companies. Uh, You have all this, uh, you know, innovation with virtual brands going out of their back of house. So there's a lot of stuff that's happening. And in meanwhile, like, you know, Amazon and logistics companies are on the rise, like warehousing jobs has increased nearly 600% year on year. So there's a lot of like structural shift in that hourly world. And we just need to make sure that we're staying on top of those and advising our clients on how to best position themselves. Yeah, that's that sounds cool. And 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 um, you mentioned that um, I guess it was in one of your interviews or in, on one of your podcasts. You mentioned that automation and AI can help tackle commodity tasks in the restaurant industry, right? Allowing employees to focus on more uh, fulfilling and high value roles, right? Can you can yes. you provide some examples of how automation and AI can be applied in the service industry? Sure. So uh, when it comes to actually hiring, right, if you have 150% turnover and each you know, s- store has about 60 people on staff, 
that means that throughout the course of the year, you're hiring 90 people. So if you're hiring 90 people throughout the course of the year, then you're hiring like, you know, nearly, you know, about like anywhere from eight to 10 people, probably if, uh, if you're on the, uh, if you're kind of staying within range, you're hiring about, you know, eight ish people every month. So if you're hiring eight people every month, then you can think about the hiring funnel. You're not hiring everybody you interview and you're not interviewing everybody who applies. So this means that any given month, we have to be engaging with nearly 100 people um, in order to get to those eight hires. So engaging with nearly 100 people. Now, when candidates apply, they typically apply to 14 jobs in one sitting. That means that in order to stay competitive, you have to get back to candidates immediately. So within one to two hours at most, because everyone's super impatient nowadays, right? Especially if you have so many, so many options. Um, so when we think about uh, using AI, it's about speed and it's about quality. So from a speed perspective, AI can respond immediately. As soon as someone applies, we're able to engage with them and, and deliver a personalized conversation to their phones. We don't, at Landed, we don't require candidates to download any apps or things like that. We're just literally texting them directly on their phones via regular SMS text message, taking on the persona of a hiring manager from that company. So we're reaching out, everything's very customized and it's personalized to that candidate's experience. Now candidates typically ask about four questions before they commit to an interview, before they want to move forward. They have questions about the job, maybe the hours, maybe they already work a job and they're looking for just their second job. So we answer all those questions real time. And with AI, we're able to respond to all these questions in like an immediate time frame. Whereas for general managers, because they're super busy, they're on the floor, they're on the uh, they're on the cooking line, they might not be getting back to the candidate uh, for their first application until later that night, the next day. And in the world of hourly work, that means that that candidate might have already gotten a job in that time frame because it moves super quickly. So. We're able to drive speed. And the second piece is quality. So quality of experience. Everybody wants a personalized experience when they're talking with um, you know, their potential employer. They don't want a chatbot. They don't want a robotic thing where it's like, yes, no conversation tree. So having generative AI means that we can actually personalize that conversation to that person's work experience. We know where they've worked in the past. We can ask um, targeted questions. And we can also take on different tonalities with AI to match like the type of tone that they're taking on. So there's a lot of really cool technology here. And we, you know, we've built our own generative AI way before AI was cool. Uh, we've had AI from day one. And that's helped us make sure that we're able to help drive speed and quality of the candidate experience and the hiring experience. Got it. And I'm just curious, do you use AI technology, maybe the same approach to hire talent for, for Lendit? So we do not use that same approach for us because for us, like, you know, we're not hiring as many people um, every month. Um, so for that, you know, we do, we do kind of, you, we do use some of the same ideas, right? Like there's still like from a hiring perspective, there's like a need to have and nice to have framework. And then they're like different conversion metrics through your hiring funnel. So then you know, 
I don't need everyone to get to the interview stage, but like, what are the parts of the interview that we want to introduce to make sure that we're really vetting for those need to have characteristics to join landed uh, for the different roles. So, uh, you know, for restaurants, they're needing to text back and forth with a hundred people per location every month. Thankfully for us um, in the tech world, we don't need to, we don't have as high turnover as 150% from hospitality. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and speaking about your team, you have employees in Brazil, Philippines, Canada, and maybe some other countries, right? So what was your initial motivation to start hiring globally? Can you talk yeah, about that? So we definitely have folks like all over the world. So I'm in New York City. We have folks in Brazil and Colombia and Toronto. And um, we have folks in Manila and like in the Philippines, but we also have folks in LA and Phoenix and San Francisco and Nashville. So everyone is kind of spread out. But ultimately, the reason why we're, we hired globally is because really like we're looking for the best talent for the job. You know, there's and not just the best talent from like a work perspective, but also a really great fit into like our values and our operating principles. So have being able to really look globally meant that we were able to really find the best people for those roles. Got it. And can you talk more about your strategy for global hiring? How do you choose countries to hire from? Do you have any criteria? Do you have any checklist? Um, can you talk more about that? So uh, not really from like where, like where we hire people from, there's not really a checklist there. Ultimately, you know, we have um, people who apply to land the jobs that landed every day. So we go through those and kind of look at whether or not someone could be a good fit for the roles. We also work with some recruiting firms that do help us do like global sourcing for specific roles. So now that we have like there, the only consideration there is like time zones. So we have to all be able to work the U.S. time zones because that's where our clients are. So that does sometimes limit the places that we can look. Uh, but, you know, I, our designer, I think, lives kind of in different places around the world. And as long as somebody's able to make their work um, work for our clients and what we need to get done, then uh, it's flexible. We're just looking for the best people. And from 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 the tactical point of view, how 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 do you do that? Do you have some local recruiters in different countries, or you use some international job boards to find the the top talents? Um, can you can you talk more about that? Yeah, so we actually tend to work with recruiters that have more of a specialized focus on a specific type of job. So. Um, a recruiter that focuses on technical recruiting for engineers, for example. And, you know, we build, we're built on Ruby and React. So they need to, and Node and Elixir. So they need to understand some of those languages. Um, and then we use other recruiters for um, other, like, go to market team roles that have more of a specialization there. But we're a big fan of well, a fan of Wellfound too, AngelList. Um, and, that that's a great platform as well. That's global. Why we are part of Y Combinator, and Y Combinator also has really great job board with amazing applicants um, coming into. 
Got it. Um, so you have teams in different different countries, um, like Brazil, Canada. You mentioned. So, um, how do you deal with um, local employment law compliance? Basically, uh, do you work with maybe some employer for record companies, or you have some other approach? Um, how yeah. how do you deal with with compliance stuff? Yeah, so we work with Deal and Deal we love. Um, and they were actually in the same batch as us in Y Combinator. So Shuo and Alex are awesome and they help us stay compliant in these different countries. And uh, how do you how do you hire those guys? You hire them as a contractors or you hire them as a employers? It really deal? varies depending on the role. Mm-hmm. It varies depending on the role and like, you know, what um what how they're contributing to the company got it got it and can you talk more about your maybe what was the biggest challenge for you to go global and start hiring globally um maybe something related to culture time zones maybe there there were some other issues that you faced and can you talk more about that i think really the the major the challenge was just like finding the right recruiters to help us get to the best candidates because, you know, being here in the U S like it's hard to know exactly where to go in, you know, all around the world. It's a large surface area to cover. So um, we experimented with a few different places and, you know, found where could we find the best quality candidates. And so we, you know, worked with a few different recruiters. We've gone to Upwork a few times just to look at, you know, what type of talent could be on there. And we also wanted to make sure that, um, you know, we had to build the remote work culture. So we have three values and five operating principles that really govern how and why we do what we're doing and making sure that communication continues to scale as we bring on more people. You know, we're growing very quickly. So having a, a way for for our employees to stay connected and be able to run really fast in parallel and like drive those operating principles forward. Um, I would say was the biggest challenge, but also like this most meaningful and like most rewarding part of growing a team because we have everybody who's like amazing. We have our objectives and key results that we're running towards very aggressive goals and everybody is able to play a part in it regardless of where they are in the world. Got it. So uh, we have, uh, I don't know, uh, probably community of 10K, maybe a bit more tech talent who, are, who might be, you know, watching us right now. Mm-hmm. And what, what, what advice could you give to them? Uh, what advice could you give to those tech talent who are based, I don't know, in Brazil, in Mexico, in, in Ukraine, who are watching us right now? Uh, how can they get into, you know, how can they get jobs in, in, in companies like, like, uh, like Lended, for example? Sure. So I would say do your research on what it is that you actually like want to be doing, what st- stage company, what industry you want to be working on, what role is actually the best fit for you. And then just reach out and make sure that your reach out is uh, stands out. Like, you know, don't send a don't send a templated cover letter with a, you know, actually do your research on why that company is interesting to you. And there are many different ways to apply. Every single company has different ways. But for us, you know, you can actually just 
even if you don't see a role that's the, a good fit for you necessarily, you can just email us at careers.gotlanded.com and let us know why you're interested in Landed. And you'll probably talk, to, you know, if we think that there could be something that's a good fit, we'll probably reach out and then we'll set up time to chat. So just go ahead and reach out and make sure that you follow up because, you know, especially for seed stage and series A companies, there's a ton going on. And most of the time they don't have a dedicated recruiter where their entire job is just reviewing inbound, you know, resumes and, um, and sourcing candidates. So make sure that you follow up, try different channels. It's kind of like sales. You're selling, you know, yourself and your skills, email, use LinkedIn, find them on WellFound, find them on, you know, wherever they're posting their jobs and try to come in through different angles, but make sure that your, um, that your outreach is personalized, maybe add a video where you talk about it. We, we actually ask a lot of our candidates to send in videos so that we can get a sense of their communication skills, you know, their personality. You can learn a lot more about a person than um, through just, you know, a paper resume that might not actually let their personality shine through. Yeah, that's a good one. And probably um, the last question that I have, um, I, I guess I saw that on your website. So Landed uh, focuses on the three pillars as far as in the, on the, mm -hmm. uh, of the like a livelihood economy, finding a job, financial wellness and upskilling, right? So yes. you mentioned somewhere in your interviews that you have been primarily focused on helping those workers to land jobs. Can yes. you tell us more about your plans and maybe strategies for addressing the second pillar of financial wellness? Absolutely. So 25% of hourly workers are either unbanked or underbanked. So there's a huge gap in the financial literacy and financial wellness that people are uh, in the hourly space like are exposed to. So there are a lot of like super predatory financial companies like check cashing shops, predatory lenders, like these like loan sharks that really prey upon um, the lack of like potential knowledge about financial uh, wellness uh, in this population. So what we're going to be thinking about a lot is, you know, what are the different parts of financial wellness and how do we gamify that to drive more saving activity, to drive like good behaviors on managing budgets, things like that. So um, when a candidate comes onto landed, you know, the baseline, the fundamental, uh, structure of your livelihood rests on, you know, your job. It's how you make your income. It's how you support yourself. So that's what we've been very focused on to start. And then once you get your job, then we know a lot about you and we, we, and we've already built that trust because we've gotten you that job. So then we think about, okay, how do I help you invest in your financial future? So what are you working towards? Maybe you're trying to build your credit. Maybe you're trying to save money. Maybe you're trying to uh, just be better about budgeting. Maybe you need to think about for the hourly world, candidates typically have 2.1 jobs simultaneously. So usually about two to three jobs at the same time. What are the next jobs that you should be getting in order to help support your financial goals? So there are a bunch of different things that we can do there. Um, and uh, those are kind of still in the works. But we're really excited to be able to better support. The, we've already helped hundreds of thousands of people get jobs. Now, the next step is how can we think about supporting them and their financial futures so that they're able to kind of continue to build their livelihood? 
Got it. So does it mean that in a couple of years, maybe Lendit will become this wealth tech company? It, I really think that like there's no other company in the world that is thinking about like the livelihoods of these hourly workers. So, um, you know, there are banks, there are education firms, there are for-profit, non-profit education uh, centers, schools, there are um, online classes, there are job boards, there are, you know, banks, but there's nothing really out there that thinks about these things holistically. And that's the platform that we're building. And it's really meaningful because there are nearly 2 billion hourly workers around the world. So there's a ton of work to be done to support that population. That's awesome. Um, okay, I guess I guess we're good. So um, thanks a lot, Vivian, for sharing your insights on on how your business works and how AI can help the restaurant industry, right? And this challenges and obstacles of you know global hiring, right? So uh, we wish you and lend it all the best in your journey. Thanks a lot for your time. Thank you, Vic.